marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. So welcome back to Ohio, Chelsea. Yeah, and it's freezing. What is that? Yeah, it is, it's cold today. Like, I had to wear a jacket to work, and I wear pants to work all the time, but, like, I felt like I actually needed them today. Like, I wasn't annoyed that I had to put on pants. Yeah, and so like inside here, like, in the house, I feel like I'm at that weird temperature where, like, you've put the air on at this point, and... Yeah, you can't like, go back. Chilly. Yeah. I woke up cold last night, like, in the morning. I was, like, it was, like, probably 65 degrees in the house, because, like, we had the AC on, the heat never kicked on. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. But yeah, so last week we were off. Mm-hmm. Thank you for posting video and <laughs> getting at least the Facebook faction of our yeah, post anything anywhere else. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, well, I can't cross post a Facebook Live video to Twitter. It just no, doesn't work. So. I wasn't judging you. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it was fine. Yeah. So we were, I was in Houston last week um, and actually part of this week. Mm-hmm. But it's been some crazy times, and um, I want to talk about the video really fast before we. Do you have like critiques? No, <laughs> I just want to talk about the stickers. Like, oh, okay, you right. Did the video, you talked a little bit about just how we're we weren't recording this week. We were taking the week off, and that we had some exciting things coming down the pipe. We've got the website. I've got a photo shoot. We've got stickers. Stickers. They stick to things. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little bit of engagement from of our regular friends who tend to comment and post. So Patty posted, your friend commented a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Andrew was not a regular. He was he was new. So he wanted me to talk about like he was the only one who gave a topic recommendation. He said talk about our friendship. So <laughs> Andrew's one of my good friends. He lives in uh, New York now, one of the boroughs. Um, but yeah, I've stayed with him a couple times for some fish New Year's runs. Um, his parents, I've stayed with in his parents' house. I've actually slept in his parents' bed. So, uh, Jim Hannock and Mrs. Jim Hannock, if you're listening, I've slept in your bed once. Yes. Well, I'm glad to know they weren't there. <laughs> no, no, no. They were out of town. It was before, it was like the night before the New Year's run started. We were staying in his parents' house in New Jersey and then we went into the city. So, you know, classic New York things. Gotcha. So anyway, yeah, he was the only one who Sorry. who. Uh, <laughs> and not of the weather, I'm putting on a sweatshirt. Yeah, Chelsea's right putting on a hoodie. But Andrew is the only one who's, who gave us a topic suggestion, so he's one of my great friends, and he wanted me to talk about that. So I'll get him a sticker next time I see him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so we've got these stickers. If you missed the video, uh, we've got some drunk marketing stickers. And Connor pretty much put, a, put it out there that if you give us a topic or engage with us in some way, shape, or form... We will happily mail you a sticker. Yeah, I can think of a handful of people off the top of my head who definitely deserve a sticker. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't get one, you're not one of those people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Engage yeah. with us more. Don't just be a... Can't a, be a fly on the wall. Yeah, like... I was long, thinking like a... Don't be a long-time listener, first-time caller. Like. <laughs> we've got three reviews out there on... Yeah, review um, us on iTunes. iTunes, so I think there's definitely some stickerdom happening there. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah. Great. So, and one of the people that's supposed to get a sticker, which I did not take with me, because the timing just wasn't right, is my friend Sue, who I went to visit in Houston, and that's why 
one of the reasons why we didn't record. And Houston was super hot, which is also was like not a fun thing to come back to Ohio. <laughs> Your body's like, what is happening? Yeah, like I, it was like I left, I flew out of Pittsburgh. So like I left and I specifically dressed to get like, be ready to get off the plane and be hot. Cause I knew that it was going to be like, she was like, it's like 104 degrees with right. like 8 billion percent humidity. So my hair looked great the whole time we were there. <laughs> my hair, <laughs> hair has a hard time like on a regular day. Let alone in a hundred. Well, uh, yeah, in that weather, in that weather, no one's gonna survive. So yeah. Well, I mean, they'll they'll survive. The hair will. Mm. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad, but yeah. So Sue's definitely gonna get. We talked about her sticker. Uh, we talked about the podcast a little bit with her daughter, who was also kind of excited. She like thought maybe that I was a little bit famous. <laughs> you know, like like uh, yeah, I speak into a microphone. So <laughs> like tweens that are like, you have a podcast? Like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, I'm not old enough for podcasts yet. I watch YouTube videos right now, but like, I think when I'm 18, I'll listen to podcasts. Yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> it's explicit. Um, well, yeah. No, our kids were awesome. We had a good time with them. Um, her daughter, the same daughter that was excited about the podcast, is um, she made, I'm going to share, I'll have to share a picture of it. She made the one night we had made charcuterie for. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, like, my Sue, was my Sue, my friend Sue just said, she was like, here, cut up this apple um, for the charcuterie board. And, like, next thing you know, we turn out, turn around, and she's got, like, this crazy geometric, like, shape cut into the one side of it. And then she was like, I think I'm just going to make this a swan or something. Like, where did she learn to do that? She said, like, she's like, I don't know. I watched a video a couple, like, a couple months ago. And I was like, I couldn't watch a video of that happening real time. Right now, and make a swan. Like, yeah, it's just like... Yeah, and she's... I present with you an apple swan. And then I was thinking, like, she's six... Like, you know, everyone's different. Every kid is different. Like her, like I said, she's definitely, like, super cool, super smart girl. But she's also six months older than my son, than Gus. So I was just, like, putting them at this level of, like, man, <laughs> he needs some life skills. If I gave him a knife and told him to cut an apple, like, I was thinking, like, I, I'd probably, like, be hard-pressed if I gave him one of those, like, apple slicer things that yeah. you just, like, push straight down. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone having, like, a swan out of it. No, I mean, to be fair, though, honestly, if you gave me a knife and told me to cut the apple, I probably no. wouldn't know, like, do you cut it in half first, or do you just start cutting those slices out? Like, do I cut two angles in? Oh, I would cut, like, each of the sides off and leave, like, a square around the core. Okay. But pretty deep. But, okay. like, every time I do that, like... I still like that white hard stuff around the core is on there. So you kind of have to trim that off or there's like a part of seeds in it. I'm not, I mean, I still can't cut an apple, right? So Mexico put a tariff on apples anyway. So probably won't be eating those anytime soon. They're close enough in Texas, I guess. Um, yeah. So charcuterie, we saw Paul Simon, which was super oh, yeah. fun. The farewell tour. Um, I know there's no farewell stops in Ohio, which I was pretty bummed about. Oh, there's one in Pittsburgh. It's on a Monday. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. But um, maybe we'll have to maybe, maybe make it happen. We talked about it. Sue and I talked about it when we were at the concert, too. Um, so, yeah, it was a good show. Um, but, yeah, I think that's pretty much all for Houston besides just having a good time and, like, relaxing mm-hmm. and not thinking about anything. And Right, and you got to experience a new city, which is always exciting. Yeah, and it's huge. Like, Houston's crazy big. It's like, a sprawling city. Those Texas cities are, like, top ten in the population. Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio are all top ten. But it's because they have such crazy landmass. Like, and everything's expansive. Like, yeah, 
I mean, I guess there's ways to get places that aren't toll roads, but, like, if you want to get there with any, like, expediency, mm-hmm. you're going to be on these toll roads. So, like, she kept having to go to the, like, she went to the grocery store at one point and went to, like, reload her. <laughs> you had to go to the toll road to go to the grocery store? No, no. She oh. had to reload her toll, like, I don't know. Like, their version of Easy Pass or something? Yeah. So, like, she had to reload the Easy Pass. I don't know how that works. I don't, I don't take toll roads very Yeah, often. I don't either. Jason had an Easy Pass when we went to Michigan. I just knew that you'd pull up, the thing opens, and you go through. Yeah, I mean, it's nice, but the, um, every time, like, we would get directions somewhere, or, like, we were like, oh, we're going to go, we didn't do anything too crazy besides when we went to the concert. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the one day, we're like, I don't know, we went to this... The Sam Houston statue, which is that on like the college campus, Sam Houston, or no, it is in the middle of nowhere. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say Sam Houston State is a college. I don't know if you're like on the campus and they just have a giant statue. It's just it's a 67 foot statue. It's like next to like there was a there's a I took a photo in the little there's like a little historical building gift shop type thing. I wouldn't call it a museum. Um, oh, with the Statue of Liberty, like yeah, like Statue of Liberty, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's sixty-seven feet tall. I don't know if that was on the base, like if that included the base or not. But it's just, it's just a giant statue, and we went and saw it. But she was like, we were, we put it in the GPS, and she said something like, "Oh, it's only, um, it's like a half an hour away, or like maybe mm-hmm. thirty miles, or something like that." Yeah, and. It's not. It's like, and I was... 30, t- 30 miles in a half hour are two totally different things. No, well, it took it took over an hour to get there, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. everybody was restless. Like, the kids were in the car. We ended up... Ooh, yikes, yeah. Yeah, so, like, we were there for maybe... Like, and for the drive, we maybe stayed for, like, 30 minutes tops at the, yeah, yeah. At the statue itself. So, but it was fun. We went to Whataburger. I had a, my very first and only Whataburger... And that was good. Um, and then I'm trying to think, like, what other Houston-y things that we did. But, oh, we did some Houston things, and that happened. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it took forever to get anywhere, like, back to the airport. It yeah, just, the, city's, the city's just so big. So, like, if you're not in the right spot, like, you're just you're just done pretty much. Like, it's going to be at least an hour paying toll. And I've never even been there, but I just know just because that's, like, a weird thing that I'm interested in. Um, looking at different cities and population sizes and geography and stuff like that, like those cities are just so big. So, um, like, like I said, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, like they're just basically cheating on population size. Yeah. <laughs> Shakes fist. Yeah. Well, then we looked at that. We were like talking about the statistic of like Houston, like that old Houston's the fattest city in the world. Well, yeah, they're no longer. And no, now we're, the, we're, and we're fatter. like seventeen. Yeah, we're fatter. Like Canton, like and it, it, of all places, like Canton, it wasn't even <laughs> like just it wasn't like Canton, Akron, or Cleveland, Cleveland or like Northeast Ohio. Yeah, it was whatever. like Canton, Ohio. Like, are you kidding it's me? It's like Canton, Maslin. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's exactly where I live. <laughs> it was sad. Like <laughs> right, shit. Um, but yeah, lose some weight, even though I don't. So it was, um, yeah, it was a good trip. I'm glad to be back though. And that's, we missed, so that was one of the things that's kind of like what led me into what we're talking about today a little bit, which was like, there was last week we missed kind of this like prime opportunity for when something happens on social media that calls everyone's attention and like just becomes this thing. And uh, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, we're not recording this week. This isn't the perfect topic. <laughs> so we're going to do it this week. Um, but before I hit that, too, we also were drinking today 
Although I shouldn't be drinking because my liver needs a break from all of the drinking that happened while I was in, in Texas. That is mm-hmm. something. I had really good tacos while I was there. I will mm-hmm. say that. Um, we are drinking the Angry Orchard Rosé Cider. So it's Angry Orchard Hard Cider Rosé. It's pretty good. I've gotten it a couple times now. Yeah, I've, I've gotten it myself because it's gluten-free and I like rosé. So, <laughs> and yeah. just the act of drinking something out of a beer bottle like like thing for me feels good because I haven't been able to drink beer in a long time. So, and we've got these awesome koozies from a job that I worked at a long time ago. So, Mettler Toledo, the Mettler scale Toledo, company. they're getting so much free advertising from I know. us. So, if you, if you need a <laughs> yeah, brand awareness, deli scale, any scale, <laughs> yeah, laboratory scales. Um, but yeah, we must have had like a sales meeting or a product launch or something. I can't even remember what these were for. Um, and they're like, they look like football jerseys. Yeah, 06. Mettler Toledo 06. So it would have been 2006. It says Mettler Toledo tailgate. Um, but yeah, I've been unpacking some, like going through some old boxes and things. So it's funny, like when you go through boxes that you have Yeah, haven't, just like what you find, yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked in those boxes since I moved here to Canada. <laughs> so it was an, it's, it's been an interesting exploration activity. Um, so you did, t- you took a picture, didn't you? Yeah. Koozie? So we'll put, we'll post a picture of the Chelsea with the koozie, the Jersey koozie, but yeah, the, I like the Zanger, your portrait rosé things. There's a lot of sugar, um, which makes me lean a little bit closer to vodka sodas and stuff like that. But I mean, for summer nights, they're good and yeah. they're gluten-free. So shout out that. So back to, yeah. So back to the brands. Um, so the big event that we, you know, I hinted at a little bit was, um, not going too deep. I don't want to go too crazy deep into this is Roseanne Barr tweeted, um, something that was pretty racist and followed Compared up. like a lady to a combination of the Muslim Brotherhood and an ape, which yeah. was just not okay. Yeah. It was Obama's, <laughs> um, uh, former aide from the Obama staff. Um, her name was Valerie, Valerie Jarrett. Um, it was bad, and then it wasn't just one tweet either, which was bad enough, and she followed up with, like, a picture, like, Yeah, comparison. it was, like, a series. It was intense. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of knew Roseanne was a piece of shit, but then, like, but her show did really well. It had it great did. ratings, yeah, and then ABC having... just canceled it. So. I never saw I never watched it. I didn't really watch it the first time it was on either. No, no, yeah, I wasn't into it, but, I mean, it seemed like it had a following, so. It for sure did, and that, like, so, that was, they canceled the show, ABC canceled the show, um... Because of the statements. And then Roseanne came back and said, like, I was in, I was on Ambien and I lost my mind for a minute. Right. So that was her excuse was that she was on Ambien. And I need to look at the tweet. So Santa Fe US, um, I think that's how you pronounce it, or Santa, Santa I'm going to just say it's Santa Fe. Yeah, Sanofi or something Yeah, like that. they are the makers, the, the pharmaceutical company that makes Ambien tweeted um, the very next day after the show was canceled, or I don't know when it was, um, people of all races, religions, and nationalities work at Santa Fe every day to improve the lives of people around the world. While all pharmaceutical treatments have side effects, racism is not a known side effect of any Santa Fe medication. (laughs) Because she said that she was on Ambien. And that was what made her have this racist outburst publicly on social media, on Twitter. Yeah, and I've heard well, people blame so Ambien. Like, Ambien gets, like, oh, like I they type, like, like, Ambien, like, sleep eating, or, like, there have been, like, murder cases, yeah. or, like... My, uh, Jason, my current roommate, used to live with this guy who was on Ambien one night and shot his gun through their window. 
Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> people do some really, really messed up shit on Ambien for yeah. sure. But specifically within their personality, like this guy was into guns and stuff like that. So, I mean, he shot the gun through the window. I had another friend who took Am- who was on Ambien, and she had a whole wall in her bedroom um, that was chalk, and she had or a chalk wall basically, and she woke up the next morning to this like crazy mural on her chalk wall. Oh. Like that she had done in the middle of the night that was like really well done. And she's like, I'm not an artist. I don't know what happened. Like, Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my, my friend Kayla did that, but it was like when she was in high school. So, I mean, I don't. <laughs> that's nuts. That's crazy talk. Yeah. And my aunt woke up after a night of Avian with like all her clothes. She was wearing basically every item of clothes that she had. <laughs> wow. That's so, some, that is some shit. Yeah. I, I don't know anyone that has, like, an ambient story at all. Yeah, that's three. <laughs> you know three people? Man, let me know, guys. Anyone out there, do you guys have an ambient story? I want right. to hear it. Um, no, I don't but know. But simply within, like, your personality. So, like, Will, the guy was into guns, and Kayla had that chalk wall, and, like, she was um, kind of, she would write on it and stuff, but she wasn't nearly as good an artist of what came out of that night. And Sue was just a little bonkers and just woke up with all her clothes on. So... <laughs> I don't know what I do. I'm afraid of what I do. I probably go like I probably be one of those people that like got in their car and drove and like. Yeah, see that's that's like, what scares the hell out of me because like like you said murder cases. If you get in your car, like some my other aunt, she she I don't think she was on Ambien, but like she woke up one morning and she had painted a wall in her house like a different color. <laughs> she was like, "What the hell?" So and not yeah, people do crazy things in their sleep. So hopefully I'm not one of them. Yeah. But. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? I, no, I don't want to even really think about it. But so. So anyway, back to the tweet. <laughs> back to the tweet. Sorry, I had some good stories on no, that. No, that, that was worth it. 100% <laughs> worth it. Was talk about brands. And just because Santa Fe, we, when that, the day that tweet came out, I actually heard it on NPR. Yeah, me too. Earlier that day. And um, they'd read the statement. And I went back to the office after lunch and I was like, that was the best thing I've ever heard. Like I, I made a mental note. I think I went back, like specifically looked up the tweet and retweeted it. Right. And I went back and talked to a couple of coworkers about it and how awesome it was. And just like, we talked about like how that social media manager for that pharmaceutical company was like, that was their moment. Like <laughs> they got a raise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And which we talked about, like for big pharma, like Ambien's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty well-known drug. Like I don't, I wasn't familiar with like. Sanity. I would have never known. Like as in, like they're yeah. not. Like, and they probably want to stay in the background too, because they don't really want to. Those big pharma companies don't really want to be like, hey, like, consumers. Well, <laughs> that and like the government is so like heavy-handed in like big pharma and um, we're not like he- not heavy-handed, but like you know, there's just a lot of stigma that goes over. Yeah, big, big pharma is like they're not people who want to get out like they're not people who want brand awareness <laughs> no um because so, there's a lot of stigma and some crazy stuff about that so, so they come but they kind of took a stance on the liberal side of things right where well in the sense that like if you consider not being racist liberal <laughs> no that's just being a good person i guess so yeah <laughs> i don't know but i think that was for me like as somebody who and the people I was talking to who deal in social media on a regular basis and kind of like are looking for that moment on a regular basis, I guess, mm-hmm. for clients or whoever. Like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, like let's just jump right on that. Like yeah. they got that moment. And that was like that that person, like when they did that tweet, like either just went off the cuff and was like, I'm going to get a razor, I'm going to get fired. Here's my <laughs> moment. 
Or like obviously, no, nah, that just, was for sure a meeting. Like, like PR, were, like, PR stepped people in. in. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was definitely like the I really wanted. There. Yeah, I wanted to hope it was just like one rogue, <laughs> one rogue. So person. intern, it was just like this is it. This is my moment. <laughs> I'm a social media intern at a stupid big pharma company. It sucked until now. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was a great tweet from them. So that kind of led us to the topic of like brands who clap back a little bit on or throw shade um, on social media. Um, and, it, and I think it kind of harkens back to uh, the episode we did on Lego and knowing your audience and stuff like that. Because, you know, in, in that case, so like that Santa Fe company typically probably wouldn't have been, um, wouldn't have done anything like that on social media, but their audience they knew was people who weren't racist. Um, and they were like, all right, well, we got... Or as a company, they just... Right. You know, they're not well. Yeah, and they, and they wanted to take a stand too. So it it was great. But there are other brands who who do this all the time. Like I think you had mentioned Wendy's um, does a really great job of it. Um, and then I know people almost like bait Wendy's specifically for that clapback. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They, they just want to be that a part moment. of it. Yeah. <laughs> and the brands do it too. I mean, like right. that, it's not just Wendy's. I have a specific. I actually don't even have a specific example for Wendy's. Just that. Ooh, like, I just thought of a good example, not for Wendy's. Anyway, <laughs> cool. <laughs> but I want to share it because I it was it was relatively recent. No, go ahead, absolutely. Um, so Bush, whatever they make beer, someone posted a video of the proper way to drink Bush, and they were dumping it out. And oh, yeah. then Bush quoted the tweet and said, "Like, you want to say that to our face? Meet us in like gave him a dress, a time, like a place, and like <laughs> basically <laughs> called this person out for a fight." <laughs> it's the brand. <laughs> Parking lot. <laughs> Which is pretty on brand for bush drinkers, too. Like, those are the type of people who would be like, oh, hell yeah. Whoop that. I'm not for <laughs> So, anyway, that was probably stereotypical anyway. But, I mean, it's also knowing your audience. So, they did a great job of that, and it went viral. And even me, who's someone who doesn't drink bush and it really isn't into violence, I was like, well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And just capturing that moment and being able to... Like, I think we talked about this when we discussed this podcast, like this episode, or maybe I was talking to somebody else. I don't remember like when clients are like, I just want to go viral. Like, how can I go viral? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like a, like a doorknob. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's like, you just got to figure it out. Like, or there's not that, like, you just have to have that perfect moment. Like exactly. going viral isn't, well, I've seen it be planned before it's that that we read dogs guy planned a viral tweet for someone else like he basically set the whole thing up told the person like he like tweeted three things she screenshotted it and said my new favorite thing is like we rate dogs like yelling at people who talk shit about dogs on twitter and then it got like two hundred thousand likes but then he had actually set that up message this girl who was attracted told her what to tweet like edited her tweet and so she's like he's like no remove the lol and emojis like stuff like that and she tweeted it and then he liked it from his account, and then it went viral. So <laughs> I have seen planned virality happen, but oftentimes, yeah, it's waiting for that perfect moment. Right. Um, when you're a happen. brand like We Rate Dogs or Wendy's or something that has a huge following and people are kind of expecting, not necessarily shade, but they're expecting some kind of well, you know, novelty from time to that time. That good content, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they're, that's what they're looking for. And and that's why you follow. Right. Like, I don't. Not that I don't love dogs, <laughs> but I'm not, I mean, I didn't, it's not an account that I would have like actively gone out and been like, Ooh, oh, dogs. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we talked about it on the podcast. I started following it. Like 
no, I laugh. Like, I see dogs and I rate them, like, 13 out of 10. <laughs> like, say things like, we'll cuddle ferociously. Like, right, I can't right. even handle myself anymore. I hate it. Um, but yeah, but that, that account got really famous for throwing shade. So that's that was kind of the first thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, was, you know, they he had a pretty good following um, to begin with. But then kind of when that guy, his name was Brandt. I mean, we've talked about this in podcast before, oh, yeah. but it's worth rehashing when he said, you know, why do you have a rating system when every single dog is a 10 out of 10? You should just call your account cute dogs. His, his name was Brent. His name was Brant. And then they called oh. him, They said, they're good. He said, why are you so mad? And they said, called him something. And then, like, the guy said, like, your rating system just doesn't make sense. And they said, they're good dogs, Brent. And then that just went viral. There's t-shirts, coffee mugs, everything. Like, they're good dogs, Brent. And then, like, I think I've always wanted that opportunity as a social media manager to like have that brand where you can just spell someone's name wrong and just like basically say like, I don't care. Like that Ron Swanson, like every once in a while I say, I mispronounce someone's name. So they know I call by the wrong wrong name. Yeah. So in that, that instance, it was perfect. Um, And then he's just kind of continued this, like, so this month is pride month. So he's been posting, um, pictures of like dogs and like rainbow butterfly costumes and stuff like that. And someone said like, why would you politicize dogs? They don't actually care, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then as the We Rate Dogs account responded, it was someone named Janice or something. He was like, fuck you, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> it was something like super aggressive, but it's just amazing coming from that account. And then the, the core base of his followers loves that shit. So like, yeah. you know, it was perfect. And that one person's pissed. But like we talked about before, if you alienate one or two people, you often galvanize 10 or something like that. So, right, right, exactly. So yeah, that, that account does a really great job of being super cute and relatable for everyone, but then knowing that, that what they stand for in their core audience cares about those like subtle jabs and liberals. So I don't know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm in it. So we talked about a little bit of... Wendy's, I don't have a specific example. I know we already kind of mentioned Wendy's, but um, one of the things that I, I feel like everyone, like every brand is trying to get into that Twitter war with Wendy's, like for that reason, like just for the notoriety or just to get their brand recognized. Right. If Wendy's mentions your brand, then that's great. (laughs) Right. People, you know, it doesn't matter. Like you're just following Wendy's expecting to get that. Right. Nugget. I just wanted to say nugget in Wendy's. Ooh, nice. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. And you also said the word nugget. I was was thinking about the Nugs guy, like the retweet. Like, it was like, how many retweets do I need to get? The free nuggets. nuggets. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, then there was that, I don't know if this is actually real or not, but then Subway tweeted, or someone messaged Subway, maybe, allegedly, this could have been photoshopped, and said, like, how many retweets is it going to take for free Subway for life? And they're like, oh, here we go. Oh, I saw and that. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? And they're like, just pay for your subs, for your subs, broke away, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if that was actually Subway or not, but it went viral, so if it wasn't Subway, then they should have done that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I saw that in one of the examples that when I was reading up on, like, right. the topic for today. Um, the one tweet which I have, um, I wanted to read it because I know I'll mess it up, was, it was, I think it's from like 2012 or something like that. It's not even a new one. But all it was, like, Taco Bell also is pretty good on Twitter. Um, they always have been. 
Yeah, def- definitely, definitely. I want to say this is from like 2000. Well, I can look. Yeah, it's from 2012. Ooh. Where, <laughs> I know, but Old Spice, which I think 2012 makes sense because that was like around the time that they started that, like, I'm on a horse campaign with like that guy. Oh, the half like, human, half horse guy. He's like a minotaur. And also that, like, uh, what's his name? Oh, he wasn't Terry, Terry, something or other, the super muscular dude, whatever. Is that like the workplace? linebacker like the guy that like tackles people for not making coffee maybe no. I, don't know. I, don't I, don't I don't remember that at all that sounds cool <laughs> Terry's like, Terry's we're just like mumbling into the mic about old spies like <laughs> no i think that has nothing to do with it it was like anyway, just, office we'll move on from that and we'll read the yeah. we'll read the tweets <laughs> i have nothing else to say about like this whole topic except for this one tweet specifically except for taco bell is pretty good and i just realized like looking at the date stamp of this tweet that that was probably like around the time that old spice was like kind of trying to make their comeback from being like old man cologne right yeah because now their their commercials are always like a commercial within a commercial and like crazy stuff you see and you're like what the hell is this commercial for and then all of a sudden it's old spice at the end <laughs> yeah there was like they, they did like a big run of super bowl ads i think it was like their first oh right one, yeah, like, yeah. i don't remember seeing them um so old spice tweeted to taco bell why is why is it that fire sauce isn't made with any real fire seems like false advertising um to which they then taco bell responded to old spice Old Spice is your deodorant made with really old spices. <laughs> <laughs> and it continued like a little bit. There was a couple like back and forth and, and some people picked it up. But like just I laughed out loud when I, <laughs> when I saw that. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of the top examples of like I'm all... of brands interacting with one another. Um, but again, like Old Spice probably, again, that was the time where they were trying to make a comeback. They were trying to hit a younger demographic, a younger audience, trying to not be like... Right, and they went at Taco Bell, and Taco Bell was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, and Taco Bell was doing all of, like, you know, they were doing tons of that. They had, like, that whole thing. I don't know if it was in the same time frame where, like, somebody tweeted to Taco Bell, and it was like, they drew, like, the triangle around the bell, and they're, like, they're, like Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> and Taco Bell came back with, like, pictures of, like pretzels in the shape of a triangle and a Dorito. <laughs> well, now like their, their commercials are Bell Illuminati now. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. So it's kind of kind of grown from there. I've always, so on the topic of brands interacting, I can't do it now in my current job. Well, maybe I could someday, but not right now. But I really wanted to be in a conversation between my, my brand and another brand where they're flirting with each other. Mm. Like, I've, like, that was like a dream of mine. I tried to set it up at the old agency job, and I don't think... Um, the person I was trying to set it up with was like, I don't know if my clients, like, if that's the right voice for them, like, who cares? This would just be great. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've always wanted to be in that position where, like, brands are flirting back and forth. Because, I mean, I just love the humanization of brands on social anyway. Yeah. So, like, flir- being flirtatious, like, clapping back in a way that's, like, you know, makes people react with that meme where, like, that guy's, like, leaning back in the whole crowd and then, like, you know, the guy goes across the screen like, oh. Yeah. yeah, I like the building, <laughs> like the one it was like a skyscraper, and it's like shade comes yeah, over. Yeah, like exactly. The, the whole town gets dark. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So any of that, like any source of like humanizing those brands, I really love, and I think people love that too when they see like Wendy's behave like a human being. Like it's awesome um, because they can relate to that. Yeah. Um, and then like at the at the most basic level, because like yeah, I've, I've done the same thing. Someone talks shit to me, and then I throw back this witty comment, you know. <laughs> Like if you if you think about Wendy's and how they do their Twitter account versus 
they're just typical advertising campaigns, the audience that they reach for, like some of their like hidden, like, you know, it's Wendy's is like always on that list of um, like hidden brand logos type thing, like the collar of Wendy's spells mm-hmm. out mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, it's just, it's not really necessarily what you would consider on brand for them in any way, shape or form on a regular basis, but their Twitter, like it is on brand for them, I guess, for Twitter, like that's their voice on Twitter. And I feel like we get, at least for me, like we get stuck on that. We talk about brand voice a lot and voice and tone and how important it is when you're on, you know, on your website itself. But there is a time that you can, have a little bit different voice and a little bit more fun and maybe take things... Yeah, depending on the platform, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, so you don't have to necessarily always be the stodgy company or have that same voice when you're on... Right, exactly. So, like, like writing content for your website or, or... I mean, I bet if I follow Wendy's on Instagram, which I don't, it's totally different. I bet it's pretty high-quality high food pictures and stuff like that compared to, like, on Twitter where they're just, like, super conversational and kind of fun and their voice is, like, your best friend who's 23 or something like that. Um, but, I mean, I, I think it's a really cool angle for them to take, too, because Wendy's is a brand who would probably have a pretty hard time, and I'm not on the Wendy's marketing team, and I wasn't in those meetings, nailing down who is our audience. Like, if we wanted to pick a specific target audience like I don't know people who eat food and don't have a lot of time like that's pretty much everyone on one day or another you know so (laughs) so when they so their audience is pretty much everyone but then they decided okay our audience is everyone but we want to we think that these people who are maybe a little younger um, use social media um, we want to target them because Maybe our competitors, McDonald's or something like that, they're not super into these chain restaurants or whatever. So how can we be relatable to them? And they went with this like kind of snarky, witty um, social voice that did a really good job. And now like <laughs> when my friends and I were driving back from Michigan and we were laughing ourselves for being from Ohio because Wendy's is from Ohio and there's a Wendy's on every corner here. And we were driving down 75 from way up north of Michigan. We're like, we want to stop for lunch. But, like, there's not a Wendy's for, like, another 15 miles. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we had to wait until. <laughs> I had that conversation while I was in Houston. Because um, mm-hmm. like, we went to Whataburger. But um, I asked, I was like, we talked. We were talking about Wendy's for some reason. And um, we both, I was like, where is, is there a Wendy's around here? Like, do you have one? It's just like, I don't know, there are some, but not nearly as many as there are. Right in the and Midwest. Like, yeah, I ended up seeing like what I think we're like. If, not that I was like keeping an eye out, but you are pretty much like highway driving the whole time you're driving yeah, through. Yeah. So you would see one here or there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I really only saw one Wendy's the whole time. Yeah, that's crazy, especially in a huge city like that, especially in one that was fast food apparently, but or used to in 2014. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that Whataburger was good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Wendy's does a good job of that, so, and, and that's a brand where if you want to target everybody, hey, on Twitter, we're going to target these people, on um, billboards, we're going to target, do this type of messaging, on our TV commercials, we're going to do a different type of messaging, depending on the channel, so. And Wendy's still does, like, you know, like, every now and then, you'll, you'll get a promoted tweet from Wendy's about, like, their, like, strawberry yeah, fresh salad. Yeah, the new, salads the new salads with the new sandwich they have, yeah. or whatever. So it's so. like, you know, it still kind of stays on brand in that respect, but from a conversational tone, they just, 
they just keep it up and they, you know, whether it's Wendy's corporate themselves or they hire an agency who's doing their social for them. I'm not sure. I don't know that I've ever I'm sure it's, I'm it. sure it's in-house. That's what I was just about to say because that's, that's a brand who has a, a ton of money and they have a ton of time. So, like, they have a team dedicated to Twitter probably. That's not probably – I doubt that's one person No. Um, just doing Twitter. And I know, like, you know, the, the Cleveland Cavs and Cleveland Indians are two accounts that I also follow that I think do a good job. Typically, they don't clap back. The Indians are closer. Like, if someone calls them out, like, about, like, oh, my team's better than yours, like, they'll just throw out, like, a bunch of different stats of why the Indians are better than their team or whatever. So, um, but they're all, they're pretty conversational. But, you know, that's, like, I follow the main social media port person, Courtney, um, for the Cavs, but there's, like, three or four other, other ones. And I'm always surprised, like, when I'm, like, see Courtney post a picture and she's just watching an Indians game, the Cavs are on the road like at, at, at Oakland in the NBA Finals or something like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, why is she there? And then I'm like, oh wait, there's like three or four other people <laughs> who do social media for the Cavs. So, so they're good. So yeah, and, and that's, you know, what, that's when you're a Wendy's or you're the Cavs or whoever, that's, that's what you get when you put time and effort and a dedicated team towards, towards social. And then you can have, you can see that it's going to have big results, especially if you have your national brand like that. So yeah. Okay. Um, the last one that I have written down specifically, just because it was a brand that we talked about recently, and I think we may have even talked about this tweet when we talked about, or you talked about Moon Pie, which was the Eclipse. I don't know. We've talked about the Eclipse. Oh. Yeah, Moon Pie had, like, an awesome comeback to, like, Hostess posted, like, one of those cupcakes with, like, the black... Red, oh, like, it was, the, like, the official cupcake yeah, like, pastry yeah, the Eclipse the or something? Snack, yeah, they were, like, official snack cake. <laughs> Of the of the I saw that but yeah we didn't talk about 2017. it. And like Moon Pie, all they did was just like retweet it and it was like L O L okay with, with a picture of the the moon. So <laughs> it was really amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, Moon Pie is so great on Twitter too. That's just that's amazing. Yeah. Um Oh man, I'm good. I, I'm the stupid. I monitor live chat for my new company. I'm getting a chat right now. Oh no, <laughs> we just had that conversation. <laughs> chat during during the podcast. I love it. We can't not chat. Yeah, do we rent FR? Yeah, we do rent FR. Jonathan. Oh, you gotta get in that. <laughs> you can't put that down. <laughs> This guy wants my product, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Live chat, I mean, I know we're not talking about Twitter. Maybe we should have like a whole, I feel like that could be an episode in and of itself is live chat. And I have so many experiences where I was looking for a product or service, um, mostly a service, and found live chat on a website. And it was like, oh, you know, I need my, my prime example is like, I needed like my leaves to be cleaned up in the fall. I'm just going to talk because Connor's live chatting. But... Yeah, go go ahead and ramble. <laughs> yeah, like I needed my leaves picked up in the fall. And I like, you know, of course, I Googled some companies. I found a couple leaf removal companies. Um, but then I landed on one website and they had live chat. So I was able to chat with that person right away. And I had my um, leaf cleanup scheduled. I knew how much it was going to be. I knew what day they were going to be out there. And that was the end of it. So like, I had everything scheduled before the other companies could even come back to me and give me a price or anything because I'm such an in-the-moment shopper. Um, and so many people are these days where even if you have a business like Connor right now who's in a B2B environment for the most part, yeah. um, 
when their their customers are coming in, their ex- that experience, they're expecting things that they would get from a regular. Ooh, that's a good topic idea. I just said that. B2B marketing, yeah. Well, you, you, you were live chatting when I talked about it. I said we could do a whole episode on that. Maybe we will. Maybe next week we'll cover that. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, that experience overall is so important. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So this guy's, this guy's live chatting me back. He said, do you rent to the public? And I assumed that meant, like, to individual people. Mm. <laughs> I was like, no, we rent to com- We do companies. Oh, God, now he's typing. This is the whole thing. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we should do a B2B episode, and I do love live chat because my company's gotten a lot of leads. And, you know, if I am trying to circle all the way back and tie this back, it's not exactly a clap back because I'm not going to clap back or, like, throw shade at anybody on live chat for the most part. But it's another way to humanize a brand because you go to a website and sometimes websites are cold, you know, there's, there's pictures and there's words and you read about the company and you can fill out a contact form, make a, make a phone, phone call. But if there's that chat option, there's a face of a real human being, there's their job title and stuff like that. So it's all kind of humanized. Um, and you know, that, that kind of humanizes the brand on the website, on social, the brand can kind of have its own voice. And a lot of times that voice will carry over to the chat, to the website. So it'll all be consistent. Man, this guy just asked me for prices and I don't have any damn clue (laughs) (laughs) what we sell FR uniforms for. (laughs) You just take his contact information and... Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll get his contact information. So if you want to Go for at least three minutes. I'm going to respond to him. <laughs> oh, man. Three, three minutes. Oh, wow. I have zero brands or other brands or well, no, I think, written down. I think but, if, you, if you tie it back to knowing your audience and knowing how and then choosing your voice and then choosing how you behave on social or on, on the website, I think I'm that's giving a you a look right now. <laughs> I'm giving you the look of thank you for telling me how to talk. Thank you for telling me how to fill a void with all oh, Sorry, I had days. an idea, and then I'm sorry for mansplaining how, how you should talk. Tie it right back. There. No, mansplaining tight. Well, I mean, that's your job. That's what you do. You tie things back together <laughs> on the podcast while I go off on the tangents and talk about, like, all kinds of random things. But, yeah, I mean, I think I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier when we were talking about brand voice and how... Um, it can be a little bit different. You can be a little bit more playful on social and I don't necessarily mean, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be on brand. You can have a little bit of voice for everything. So if you're thinking about writing your, you know, style guide for your company, if you have one and you want to write about the your brand voice, chat, so we're good. Oh, no. <laughs> and you want to write about your brand voice, but it's okay to come up with a different voice for those different platforms. And that like, so say you are a restaurant and on Twitter, you're light and playful and conversational on Twitter or on Instagram, you share like really great high quality photos of right. your food or plates, like, you know, before they come out of the kitchen yeah. and you, you know, have a hashtag and you try to get people engaged in sharing the photos of their plates as well. Like, and tagging a restaurant or, or sure. um, and then Facebook, you know, maybe it's about leaving reviews or cultivating that. Um, yeah, that there's a group or something like that where people talk about their favorite dishes or do stuff what's going on. Then on your website, you have your menu and you accept reservations, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a different goal for each platform too, which, you know, everything should tie back to your goal as well. So, you know, you're not just picking that like, well, on Twitter, let's be funny. Like, okay, like, yeah. why are and, we doing this, you know? <laughs> and, like, that's the difference. You've got Wendy's who has 
you know, probably a gigantic marketing communications team. We've got a whole team of people doing social, probably multiple people doing each Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's not exactly. even, like... They, have, they probably have a billboard team. They probably have a TV commercial team, oh, social absolutely. team. Like, yeah. Like, even within social, there's probably, like, maybe there's a Facebook team. They're and probably, there's, yeah, like, a Twitter exactly. team. Like, they're, they're different people with different skills um, in that arena. So, we talked about that a little bit last, not last week, but the last podcast when we were talking about small businesses, about finding your voice and, or, you know, not overextending yourself, I guess, when you decide, like, you want to do Twitter, or you want to do this, you want to do all the social mm-hmm. pieces. But think about what resonates the most with your audience. So let's say you are a small business, and you don't have right. a 25 yeah, exactly. You're not Wendy's. <laughs> marketing team, 25, probably even seen small for Right, Wendy's. like, right now, I'm a marketing department of one, so I have to prioritize, like, what I do on a day-to-day basis, so... Right. But so like, but you're like, know where your audience is, or you think that Facebook's the best idea for you for your business, or maybe you think Twitter is. Not, I'm not talking to you personally. No, yeah, like the proverbial you. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you know, but that's where you make your decision when you're coming up with your strategy, or you're making that decision as to where you want to be and what you want to spend your time on. Make sure it's where a where your audience is. Um, so is your sure, audience yeah. on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? So do a little bit of research, see where your competitors are posting the most, see where your competitors are getting the most engagement. Right. Yeah, that's, um, great. that's a great, great point. And follow suit. But then again, you know, if your competitor is Wendy's or, you know, if you're Burger King and, and you're... And yeah, Wendy's, it's going to be tough to top them on Twitter. So where can you go? Yeah. And, <laughs> where there's you know, a little bit of a void. <laughs> like right now, Burger King's, I feel like they're trying really hard to do that, like, you know, we go to the prom with me. There's like... Even their storefronts. Trying to make their brand a little younger and modernized. Yeah. yeah. Like, even, like, you'll see where, um, like, actual storefronts that maybe, like, next to Wendy's, like a Burger King and Wendy's, are, like, on the same strip of, of, right, of yeah, land. Yeah, exactly. And they're, you know, billboard, not billboards, but, like, whatever the, like, marquees are. Um, putting those comments into one another. But, yeah. So, find your place. Find the void. Find your audience. Get your voice down, Pat, and find that opportunity to, you know... Go viral. Go viral, yeah. <laughs> Capitalize Wait on that it. moment and, and just be ready for it. So right. if, you know, Twitter's like, you know, we talked about Twitter's just a great place for that really just like relevant in the moment conversation. But, you know, you can do it. On, it, it happens on Facebook. It happens. It doesn't really happen on Instagram, I don't think, as much. Um, it does. It happens across the board. So just... Find where your audience is and capitalize on those opportunities or find something that's relevant happening um, just in the media or current event and, right, yeah, and just, jump right on that. Exactly. So whether you're clapping back or you're just joining a conversation. Like um, that, sorry, we out of time. I was gonna, no, no, no. I was just going to talk about like that. I, was, I, I don't want to call it dumb, but like the Harlem Shake video where like all of the brand yeah every like, brand ever did the harlem shape but there was a man- handful mannequin of, like, challenge and, yeah, yeah there were like a hand like the calves of mannequin challenge like there was a, oh, with michelle obama yeah it was yeah <laughs> i mean there were some brands that like just really like nailed it yeah crushed it right and yeah then, and that, that's just perfect especially if you're timely like if you do it six months later like if chelsea and i did the mannequin challenge right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to do the mannequin challenge to us <laughs> it'll be sad yeah anyway, um, don't watch that no please don't. 
All right, so I don't know how well this ending is going to go, especially because we're wearing T-shirts on our drinks. Ooh, let's but... see how they claim. I'm, I'm pretty excited. All right, remember to say cheers this time. Okay. All right, so thanks <laughs> thanks for listening this week, and we're <laughs> sorry for um, not showing up last week, but we'll do better. Yeah, the no weeks off coming up for right. the foreseeable future. This was Drug Marketing. I'm Chelsea. I'm Connor. Cheers. Cheers.